Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting the Tone. This one I'm proud to bring you. This is our LA Gun special. Stick around because I'll be telling you more about that right after the intro. Hello everybody and welcome back to today's episode. Like I said, this one I'm really, really excited to bring you. I'm really, really proud to bring you this one. Why? Well, if you loved your hair metal bands back in the day, the late 80s, uh, early 90s, then you know this is going to be right up your street. If you love bands like Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Rat, Cinderella, LA Guns, then like I said, this episode is for you. Stick around because I've got a wonderful interview with Phil Lewis coming up. Um, to talk about the brand new album from LA Guns, which is out on April the 14th, called Black Diamonds. During the interview, we talk about the making of the album. We talk about making the album in lockdown, the previous album, uh, Legacies, and so much more. But before I you know, bring you that interview, here comes a track from the album called Betray. Stick around, because that's coming up next, and then we're going straight into our interview with Phil.
I hope you enjoyed Betray. That is on the upcoming album from LA Guns Black Diamonds out on April the 14th. Like I say, um, I've got a wonderful interview coming up with Phil, but I just want to share my thoughts on the album. Um, having been able to hear the album, uh, you know, it's, it ticks all the boxes for me. You know, I grew up loving bands like Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, um, Rats in the Valley, you know, that whole hair metal thing. I was kind of very much inspired and in awe of what that was about. You know, the first time I came across kind of hair metal, if you like, or 80s rock was... Um, November rain, you know, when that classic scene from Slash, I keep going on about this to so many people over the years, where he walks out the church, and I know the guitars are not plugged in, I get it, but he rips out that massive, massive solo. It's, it's just bonkers to think that there's helicopter choppers that are recording this, you know, blowing everything everywhere across, I think it was California desert, or I'm not entirely sure where it was shot, to be honest. Um, but it's just bonkers that you know, he's ripping out this solo, it's not even plugged in, and the helicopters, but that was my kind of introduction to kind of 80s rock hair metal, if you will. And I love it. I really, really do love it. You know, I, there's something about it. I, my favourite band, without a doubt, is Guns N' Roses. You know, apologies. I'm not, I know I'm here to talk about LA Guns, but I'm not going to make any apologies for that. I grew up loving Guns N' Roses. And over time, I've kind of, you know, just kind of added a little bit to, you know, that playlist, if you like, whether it be LA Guns, Motley Crue, Cinderella Rat, um, Poison, you know, a host of other bands are in there. Um... But yeah, the album's really, really cool. It, you know, like I said, if you love your sort of classic rock and that, it ticks all the boxes. I, I personally think this is a very, very good album from LA Guns. I think it's better than the previous release. Why? I think it just sounds more tighter. Um, everyone's more, you know, kind of engaged and the, the ideas feel a bit better. And maybe that's because, as you'll hear Phil say in, in the interview, that they're eyeball to eyeball with each other and, you know, they're able to bounce ideas directly off each other as opposed to kind of, you know, sending them back and forth over emails um you know great sounding album some lovely lyrical content some lovely harmonies ballads um keys and, and guitars are in there when it comes out i urge you to go and check it out like i said i hope you've enjoyed betraying i hope you've enjoyed the singles that have come off it already you know the pre-release singles um that's enough about it i'll let you make up your own minds if this is an album that you want to add to your playlist um when it comes out but here comes our interview with phil really enjoyed this one lovely bloke great insight and uh, really downright honest and you know truthful and happy to uh, happy to talk to me about you know LA guns the past the present and hopefully the future hope you enjoy that interview stick around because here it comes Phil welcome to right. setting the tone everyone welcome to Phil from LA guns welcome Phil hello mate hi um Phil obviously we're here today to talk about Black Diamonds which is the follow-up to 2021's album Checkered Past um Talk yeah. me through how how did the uh, the journey start for Black Diamonds in the studio? How did you go about putting this one together lyrically and and musically? Well, um, it was it's interesting that you bring those two records up, um, Checker Past and Black Diamonds, because they couldn't be more different. Um, Black Diamonds really should have been called Isolation Row because we were all doing it from home doing it on our laptops, doing it remotely. And yeah, there's a fair bit of that in every record. But this one, it was the entire thing, like from, from top to bottom. It was all, everybody was doing it in their own space, obviously, because all the studios were shut and everybody, we just had to do it at home. And, and we'd already started the record, so we were going to carry on. And I'm glad that we did because 
uh, it would have been a very boring uh, lockdown, not having that, not being able to do that, you know, just like nothing, like everyone else, just sitting around waiting for it to end. So uh, it was good to have that. Uh, but I feel, you know, when I listen to it, it, it's, it, it does, it does feel, and maybe because I know the process, it, it just feels compacted. It feels everyone's doing their part and it's all pushed together, but somehow it's not unanimous. Somehow this, this new one, Black Diamond was from scratch, eyeball to eyeball, ear to ear immediately i've got this idea I've, i want to try this chorus and we were doing it at home of course and 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 doing it on but it got really really cool when we started recording on the tour bus last summer du during um our summer tour uh, our sonic slam tour because the record was starting to take shape and Ah, I can't tell you what a difference it was going from the isolationism to, to, being, to being back in the kitchen, mm -hmm. you know, cooking, boiling up the stew, you know, <laughs> with my other chefs. And, and ah, it was absolutely fantastic. Working out bits, uh, middle parts uh, of a song at a sound check just to see how, I just so cool. Yeah, um, that's the big difference between those two records. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it, we were all just so well, we were just so fucking happy to see each other <laughs> and, and, and to actually work on new material as a band after that. Um, it's, it's a, uh, it was very much a relief. Yeah. With, with all due respect, Phil, obviously LA Guns is a band that's been going for a little while. Would you say it's kind of an unusual feeling for a band at your in your stage of your career to be recording like over Zoom when you've been so used to being, like say, in a studio, jamming ideas, cooking up ideas and, you know, just yeah. bouncing off one another? Uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll put it into perspective for you. When we were recording Cocked and Loaded, we had four studios on the go one time in Los Angeles and each one of those studios was $300 an hour. Um, and we had them pretty much open-ended. We spent more on our catering budget than we have recording these last two, four post reunion albums. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we spent more on fucking hot dogs than than we did um, making these records uh, back then. It, it's just obscene. The amount of money back then it was obscene, um, and and it was very much part of it. You know, when 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 we got signed by the big conglomerate label, um, you know, and the it, the, the suits, you know, it was like it it was like suit money. Um, and and um, it was heady and exciting, and uh, but the pressure was immense. And and they, you know, we didn't like them. They didn't really like us. They just saw us as 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 like the next Bon Jovi, the next product, the next Cinderella or or, or Def Leppard. Um, we were on that label. We were on that, you know, like so in that sausage machine. Mm. Um, 
so given a choice, I think I prefer uh, doing uh, stuff over Zoom and, and recording on a tour bus uh, because sonically, now we've come so far uh, with, with, with recording home recording technology, it sounds just as good. Uh, there, there's no reason for us to go in a studio and waste money. Um, so we don't. And um, it's just a lot more fun. Good. I'm, I'm glad that it's brought, you know, for as negative as the pandemic was, it's brought out a positive for you all there that you found a new way of working and it's more enjoyable. Than yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not entirely true because I, I do go to, I mean, when I, when we finished the music, um for uh black diamonds uh it was then my turn to uh, fly to new york and and work with our collaborator mitch davis mm-hmm. who um is very involved um in 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 song creation and production um a big part of 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 tracy's um posse um when I first did the reunion that I was, you know, really enjoy working with him a lot. Um, he's, 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 he's a singer. He's a really good singer too. He's got his own studio in, in, uh, in New York. And when all the music was done, it was my turn to fly out there and, and do a week's worth of intense vocal recording. And it was great. And and it turned out great, and and I you know just went like halfway through it, and I knew it was going to be all right, and I the, the the pressure eased up a bit. I really really enjoyed myself. <laughs> became a bit loose, a little bit more free, and probably came across. Yeah, in the plane. I mean you know it's 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 the singer's um, burden. You know it's like all the tracks are done. So you, you don't really want to be the weak link and, and, and fuck up all their good work. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I want, I want to be, I want to give them the best vocals, uh, that I want to give them as good vocals as they're giving me music. What's the, um, what is Blackbird, uh, sorry, not Blabbers, Black Diamonds about, Phil? What, what's the uh, album about for those that haven't heard it just yet? Um, it, it's, it's not really about anything. It's, it's, it's a, uh, a cluster of songs um that that capture a a a a specific time um uh, it was it, a lot of it was was created during the pandemic written during the pandemic um and th- you could be forgiven there's a certain uh a breakup element uh, breaking up um is 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 a, is a theme that seems to occur throughout the record it's it's not a, it's not a concept it's not a breakup album concept or anything like that it just that there are a couple of moments where um the, the song's about breaking up and and mm. and and it didn't you, all you needed to do was listen to the music and and hear what it, it, you know you'd have to be made of stone not to realize that and and yeah he was tracy was going through a, a very rough time at the time and and it was it was definitely seeping into our music and and um it's a very strong emotion breaking up um in terms of if you like leveling up in terms of trying to make the playing the singing everything better what did you all do in the you know in that regard how did you take this album to the next level um well uh i don't know if tracy thinks of it in those terms he'd knock stuff out 
I don't know if he thinks, why well, this one's going to be better. I mean, we always want it to be better. And I do believe um, it, it is better. I mean, certainly it's it's better sonically and 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 it's got a much better vibe than checkered pass because of the um restrictions the limited mm. uh thing we, we didn't we couldn't do it the way we wanted so i can i i, I certainly hear um the uh, um a sonic improvement in terms of like you know tracy he still plays he still practices six hours a day um, and Johnny Martin too. I mean, they, these these are real gifted, lifelong musicians, and and I don't. I, it's I'm the one that has to step it up, to be honest with you, to 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 get onto that, uh, in, in, in into those heady height, to be as good a singer as Johnny is a bass player, and Tracy is a, a guitar player. That's my challenge. And as I said, you know, I I I, I enjoy it. I, I I like the challenge. I get a lot of help from Mitch. Um, and the guy, all the band are really supportive because, you know, they know I'm in awe of them. They're just a, a great guys, great band. It's, it's great that even this far down the road that there's still room to practice. You know, I think that's a lesson for anyone out there that wants to be in a band or a musician. Keep practicing even when you're, you know, down the road. Oh, let me tell you something. All right. You know, if I could talk to my 20 year old self. And I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, I'm wondering, oh, you know, I want to be, do I want to be a, a musician? For the, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a bumpy road and Rolling Stone gathers, you know, all of these things. I would just tell myself, just, just let it go, mate. Let it go. Embrace it. It is, it, I would have told myself it will be, and it has been my salvation because as a 20, 30, 40, 50, it's, I've always had something, always had a band. And it's it's like I've got a twenty year old daughter in her twenties. She's got a lot of things, you know. She's beautiful. She's smart. She she's she's good, but she doesn't, you know. She's got a job, but she doesn't have that that thing, that focus, that um, I, that bug that hmm. I had at her age, and and um, I think it's a shame. Uh, I wouldn't want necessarily want her to be a, a professional musician. She could be. I mean, she can do it, uh, and she loves to do it. But um, no, uh, I, I, I've had this band. I've always had a band in my heart uh, and in my head um, my whole life, and it absolutely uh, has it saved me. Well, I, I can I get that. I think for a lot of people, having that point of focus, whether it be a sport, uh, music, or whatever it may be, just that focus to yeah, just step away. Yeah, no, I think it's really important. It's quite quite important. Could be argued that, you know, this is uh, my teachers at school would say, this is frivolous. This is folly. What are you thinking? <laughs> and, you know, they, they I, I was right and they were wrong. Simple as that. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, Will <Royal> Russell. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they're probably they're probably long gone now. For anyway, from this world, uh, as teachers, yeah, I of course they are. <laughs> can't, can't give it back to them. <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, when you're putting together a new album, how do you adjust your mindset? Kind of reset. Do you go, okay, so they were great on that that album. That was fine, and we're going to take those ideas. Which was like, no, it's a fresh canvas. Fresh ideas. We're not taking anything that left over from that album or the album from ten years ago. Well, um, it, it, it very much it's a, a track by track process. Like, um, 
one of the last songs that we put together um, was um, was the song Like a Drug. Um, and um, Ace Von Johnson brought it in. And, and that was one of the songs that we were recording on the tour bus. And it, as it was coming together, um, Ace is a big Thin Lizzy fan. He, he, he loves that, that dual guitar harmony. Mm. And, and he put this thing, and it was very, very Thin Lizzy. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, and, and, and I just sort of thought aloud, you know, I'm going to try and come up with a really good Lizzy uh, type uh, vocal on it. And Tracy's like, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, it, it, it already sounds like Lizzie. Let's not make it something different. Uh, let the music, you know, let, 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 let the punters figure out the influences, but don't, don't, let's not try and do a sort of cheap Lizzie track. And, and he was spot on right with that. And, and it turned out uh, fucking amazing. It's got a Lizzie vibe, but it's not, it's not Thin Lizzie-ish. It, lyrically or, or musically, uh, you know, like vocally at all. So, so there you go to answer that question. That's fine. And uh, what would you say would be your favourite moment or a track off the album? Would would that particular track be the one, or is there is there another track? I think the first time I heard the music to to uh, Diamonds, first time I heard those court when he put that together, that that like insane beautiful ballad. Mm. Um that i was like wow 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 and then at the end of it when i nailed it when i finished it and and it, and and i feel that i'd given him a vocal performance to match um his contribution what he brought in his 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 baby um and that that that's a magic moment um i had another magic moment when i was recording um i'm going to lose uh because when I was working on it and, and Mitch was sending me ideas, uh, that I could, I knew I had no problem with the verses. They were fine. But that chorus, it's so fucking high. And I was just like, damn, am I ever going to get this? And um, I, had a, I had a long day in the studio. And the last song we brought, we put it up on, uh, to work on the last um, day of, I think it was the second day in the studio. And and I could I did the verses real easy real quick, uh, and then that chorus came, and my voice was shot. It was just like there was no way I could do it, and I was like fuck. So and he, we were like okay, no no worries. We're gonna maybe rewrite it so that it's not quite so high. We'll we'll we'll, we'll work on something tomorrow. And you know I went back I went back to my hotel and I chilled out and and I and I uh, took it easy and and I just I didn't panic. And uh, I went into the studio 10 o'clock the next day and I did it first thing and I knocked it out the park. And I was like, fuck, you know, and, and to, to, to surprise myself like that, um, I, 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 yeah, I, it's amazing. I'm still doing that once in a while. Now, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to pull this off live because it, it, it's a bastard. <laughs> um, but it, he, he, I sang it. And he called it, and it's it immortalized on the record. It's another magic, magic moment uh, on this record for me. So there's three really big ones on there. But yeah, so, that chorus and I'm gonna lose, even if I win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
something definitely there for uh, you know the fans, the punters, so to speak, to keep an eye out for when they you know when they come to pick up the album um, on release date. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I want to briefly touch on longevity because obviously I, I consider yourselves as one of the Sunset Strips. For me, I was a late '80s baby, just to make you feel that bit older. Yeah, um, and grew up right. Idol- grew up idolizing stuff like Guns, you know, Motley Crue, you know, Cinderella. Yeah. Rat. How have LA Guns kind of kept that hunger, that drive after all these years? Because obviously we've we're now seeing Motley come back. Well, I say come back um, again with a different member on guitar. Obviously, Guns come back with a few variations. Yourselves are back. What keeps that drive going, Phil, for yourself? Girl in Manchester, and she says there's a booming glam scene for like the the the, the early twenties going on in Manchester. Guys with the big spiky yeah. hair and and all the, all the gear oh, that's fucking great i really do uh I, i'm i was so lucky to to be um invited out to la um and be a part of this late 80s glam scene because i was in london um at a really shitty time musically you heard of live aid right yeah, I have. Yeah, I've seen yeah. the footage. What, yeah. what, what a load of shit! Oh my god! I mean, fucking boy George and Spandau Ballet and Duran, fucking Duran. It was, it was awful. It was really fine. I and as a rocker, I was fucked. There was that. I, I was doomed. There was. I, I don't even think Guns and Roses would have been signed in England when, like, eighty five, eighty six. Because they were so up their own ass with stupid shit. Like, I was looking at the chart. You know that song, Fools Rushing, Where Angels Fit a Church? That was in yeah. the fucking English music charts. <laughs> that's in the, and, and, and I'm, that's what I'm up against. And no, no, I was just like, I was so lucky to get out and 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 um, have my, my Phoenix moment. Because, you know, I, in the late 70s, I, I, I got, we got, girl, my first band got signed. And we got signed in like 79, but it was over by 82. So I was very much part of that first wave of the glam movement. Yeah. And I, honestly, I thought, I was it, I'm dead. Uh, when it was over and I'm trying to uh, negotiate something new after my band had split up, I'm trying to put something together, working with just national treasures like Bernie Torme, just fantastic musicians. And they would not give us the time of day. They were like, no, 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 you know, get a haircut, put on a fun, nice suit. Uh, yeah, fucking, it was, it was awful. So yeah, um, getting out of that and then landing in LA was, was, was a little bit like a, a, a twilight zone, like a dream, you know, I'm just like, fuck, it's just like, um, and if that's not inspiring, I don't know what is. No, absolutely fine. Um, I, I think, it was just the right time, right place. You know, it was a very special time when it hit. It, hit it was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know it was. I was very lucky. You know, uh, I, I had a, a Tracy uh, was aware of my early work through Izzy, Izzy Stradlin. You know, he was he was in Guns. He was like you know a big part of the early Guns mm-hmm. and Rose. Told me that you know, that girl record, that she agreed record, was always on the turntable or in the cassette. And things didn't work out with the singer that he had, his manager, 
an English bloke called Alan Jones. I said, well, Tracy, in, in, who would you like to have as your singer? If you could have anyone in the world and you got anyone, he goes, I'd like Phil Lewis. <laughs> and Alan Jones, Alan Jones made it happen. I couldn't believe it because I'd seen him six months before I got the offer to join the band. He was in London and he was just raving about the LA mu music scene and how I should get over and, and, and it was just like exciting. It was rocking and, and, and I was like, wow, it sounds really good. So, you know, six months go by and, and he calls me out of the blue. He goes months ago about all this scene and all this band and everything. And I was, yeah, yeah, it sounds great. He goes, you wouldn't be interested in coming over and like singing for LA Guns, would you? And I was like, I'm like wow, well, you know, I, I, I said, yeah, that'd be great. He goes, well, how soon can you do it? And I said, well, how about tomorrow? <laughs> 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 and I, I, it wasn't quite, it wasn't quite the next day, but it was, it was just a few days after and, and I, and I packed up and I, and I got all my stuff together and I flew out to LA and I never went back. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, in terms of passions outside of music, what, what passions do you have outside of music that you take inspiration from to put into, into your music? Oh, um, um, I, you know, I, I, I do love nature. Um, and, and, um, I live in a beautiful, I live in Nevada, Nevada. So I've got to say it, Nevada, uh, which is Las Vegas. But, you know, when you think of Las Vegas, you just think of the ghastly strip and all the, all the bullshit down the casinos. And, uh, but it really is just such a stunningly beautiful state, uh, mm. the geology and just everything about it. And especially this time of year, there, there are two sweet spots in, in Nevada, uh, spring, and, and autumn and they don't last long. Um, and then the insufferable heat starts and it goes on for mm. like six or seven months, which is big, big challenge. But at the moment, it's really, really beautiful. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I go out and I, and, and I look at a, uh, a sunset and want to write songs about it, but um, it's a great place to, for a city boy like me, you know, growing up in, in, in Holland Park and Shepherd's Bush in London, um, it's cathartic. It's, it, uh, it's nice to have that, especially after a mad um, three-month tour, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to have the, the contrast of those two. And I love them both. I do. Um. And then the last one for myself, Phil, um, for you is, what is next for LA Guns? I imagine the standard promote the rec album, tour. Um, I, I don't know if those things are, are next, but what would be next for LA Guns? Another record, of course. Another, another record. Why not? Why yeah. Not? Yeah, he's already started. Makes sense. He, he's, if he's, yeah, I mean, if he's, if he's coming up with these ideas, then yeah, go with it. Why would we say, well, nah, we don't want to do that? Because we're getting good at it. You know, and and um, I know it's not going to sell anything. You know, Def Leppard sold thirty four thousand copies of Diamond Star Halo, and they're all like, and rightly so, patting themselves on the back for it. But you know, back in the day, back in like eighty eight, eighty nine, you they'd do that in a day. You know, so it, of course, it's a different game completely. Yeah, it really is unfortunate. Um, and so we're not we're not trying. We're not doing it for that. We really, we do, we just genuinely get a kick out of creating these these songs and, and them together. And, and then 
I love the way they sound and I love the reaction people, the, the, the reaction we get from people listening to them. So yeah, uh, we'll just keep doing it. So that's next. Yeah, we'll, we've got some shows uh, lined up. Uh, we, we've been through a few changes. We've got a new manager. We've got a new agent. So things are just starting to sort of get rolling for us. But um, everything's on track. Cool. That's awesome. Well, that's it for me. Thank you very much for your time. I am now going to go listen to um, the album. What, what else did I do? Yeah, please do. Yeah, what, yeah. What? Listen to... So, well, you know, it, it starts off great. Um, it um, Look out for, for that Diamonds, because it's just it's, it's such a beautifully polished ballad. Um, and uh, listen out for the high part, and even if I win. And then uh, rock out to to um like a drug those are my my three personals at the moment but it changes all the time i'd be curious to know what you think that's what i'll be uh be sharing my review and uh be tagging la guns in it so everyone can see what, what my thoughts fantastic are awesome. nice talking to you buddy no thank you much phil for your time have a pleasant time i understand it's quite um temperamental over that side of the world moment from whether it's i've seen from california one minute it's rainy next minute it's hot next minute it's rainy Bit like England, it's isn't it? Fan, it's, fan, <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Take all care. right. All thank the, you. No, it's all the very best. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Robert. Take care. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Phil. Like I say, it gives you a great insight into the past, the present, um, the making of Black Diamonds. Um, you know, kind of how they feel now that it's probably better to be, you know, for the most part, recording over. Um, Zoom sessions or Skype sessions and send stuff back and forth because studios cost a lot of money um, and no one seems to have the budget like they did back 20, 30 years ago and quite understandable. Um, once again, a massive thank you. I want to you know, say thank you to Phil. I want to say thank you to LA Guns. I hope the album goes really, really well when it comes out on April the 14th. Massive thank you to Valeria from Duff Press um, and massive thank you to you, you know, guys and girls out there for tuning to hear the episode. As always, thank you for your support. It means the absolute world you know, even if it's just one of you listening to an episode, um, I can't thank you all enough for tuning in and hearing what I've got to say. Until the next time, bye-bye for now. But remember, if you've got an album, a single, um, or you're in a band that's, you know, wanting to get some exposure and, get you know, get people kind of, um, I don't know, putting their eyes on you, so to speak, you know, then please feel free to reach out to stt outlookcom where I'll do my very best to accommodate those requests. Until the next time, bye-bye for now, and once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode.